chicken and um, plantain chips, things like that. So I was impressed. I said to the people in the car, let's stop, let's give this, give something to these children. That on Christmas day, they are walking, they are selling, they are not even going around begging like the usual thing I used to see. And everyone was like, oh, that's a good idea, let's stop. So we stopped, right? So we actually gave the children substantial. And as the driver was about to leave, I said, wait, let me also talk to them about Jesus. I think that is going to be better than everything we've given them. And suddenly everybody in the car became uncomfortable. Uh, is it because of the 200 that I gave them now that you want to start spending their life? I beg you, then let them go and I I talked to the girl I was talking at the back. I said to her, You must get to get your priorities right. This 200 naira I gave her and the Jesus I want to give her, which one do you think is greater? But you see, it's, it's like we are like that in, in many different ways. It's like we have these mantras we recite in church, but when we go out there, it makes no meaning to us. So this morning, I think I have the body to convince you again that Jesus is the greatest gift man has ever received. Are we still together? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I don't think you need to open your Bibles to read that one. Can we say it together? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. 3, 2, 1, go. Unto us, his child is born. Unto us, his son is given. Says the government shall be on the shoulder, and they shall be born. Wonderful castle, Lord. Mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We have to do no competition in this church. Praise God. Wonderful counsel of mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Uh, the truth is that the things in this verse, and I'm not going to exhaust it today, it would be impossible to exhaust everything in this verse. So maybe for the morning session, I'm just going to focus on them. For one to us, his son is him. Uh, if Time permits us if we are because I don't know if the activities we have today, I'm not even sure we're going to have this second service. But if we do, maybe I will go into something else in the verse. At least it's your level one to us, the sun is given. And the next question that should come to your head is who gave this gift? Hello. Because if it was um I mean, the person that is giving you the gifts determines on how you should respond to the gifts, right? Huh? If I tell you to come to my house and collect Christmas gifts, and would tell all that tells you to come to his house and collect Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going to see any of you. <laughs> Praise God. So who is giving this gift? Who gave this gift? It's a question and answer, so I, I, I would be happy if I get your responses. Who gave this gift? John 3 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. It is God that gave this gift. And 
am sure there is a lot of difference between the gift God will give and the gift a man will give. It is difficult, if not impossible, for a man to give a perfect gift. Are we together? That is why John would say in John chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from where? A man can give a good gift. It is even possible that a man can give a great gift, but no man can give you a perfect gift. A man cannot give you a perfect gift. And because we are trying to be logical this morning, I'm going to give you two reasons, just two reasons why I believe a man can never give you a perfect gift. The first one which is obvious is that the gift a man can give is limited by the amount of resources he has access to. Two of us. Whatever it is a man can give is limited by the amount of resources he has access to. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, I believe, Peter and John were going to the temple. And uh, they saw a beggar at the gate. And this man was in need of money. Unfortunately, as spiritual as Peter and John were, they were poor people at that time. They did not have money. And I like Peter. Immediately he saw the man looking at him. He started to confess. He said, please, sir, that thing you need, silver and gold, me, I don't have. Praise God. He said, but such as I have, I cannot still forgive you. But such as I have, I will give you. So if that day Peter and John did not have Jesus, they would have had nothing to offer. The second Kings chapter 6, when you started it from verse 26, a woman saw the king of Israel on the Ward, you know, where the kings usually go for their evening stroke. And she screamed and said, Help my Lord, O king. And she began to tell him a story that was very shocking. She said, Me and one woman, we agreed to bring our children and kill and eat to survive famine. And after I brought my own, and we killed and made the soup and ate. I asked this other woman, bring your own child now as we agreed. And she went and gave her child. Oh Lord, the king, please help. I said, George, how do you judge this man? <laughs> do you say, okay, let's go and find that woman, let her bring her child, let us give. Or do you say, you that is reporting this matter, you have committed an offense, you should be locked up. How do you judge this situation as a judge? The Bible recorded that the king tore his clothes, that people could see his underwear, and he poured ashes on his head, and he said to the woman, 
if the Lord does not help you, from whence can I help you? If the Lord does not help you, from whence can I help you? No matter the resources a man has, this was a king that made this statement. There is a limit to how much help he can offer. Because man is limited. It is only God that is limitless. That is why the psalmist will say in Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, If the Lord does not yield a house, the workman, even if the workman is very zealous to work, we were building our church back home, the Redeemed uh, Church, where I minister back home. We'll be building it. And I mean, there was this man that was very zealous during the COVID 19 period of every day. He was out there working. And we were praying seriously for this man because he was hopeless and not to stop working to frustrate the work. But this single man, he refused to stop. And one man made a mistake, <laughs> made a careless statement. He said, See, as long as this man is alive, this our uh, project cannot stop. He's very zealous for the work. <laughs> the next week after he made that statement, the man almost died. So no matter how much we want to build, if the Lord is not involved, the workman is wasting his time. So a man can only be from what he has access to. So he tells me, yes, a rich man might be able to give a good gift. Hello? A very wealthy man may be able to give you a great gift. But it takes a man who is limitless to give you a perfect gift. Are we still together this morning? Second reason why I'm sure a man cannot give you a perfect gift is because the gift any man can give is limited to the amount of knowledge he has access to. This one is strong, right? A man, a man's gift is limited by the amount of knowledge he has access to. Let me explain. Has someone ever given you a very expensive gift? But you cannot happen. Because you know that this is not what you need. Eh? There was one video that went viral recently online. One man was... Um, he said, why is it that on my birthday everybody is trying to give me a surprise gift? I don't beg anybody for surprise. Call me on phone and ask me, what do you want? How will somebody be buying me a watch of 250000 when I've not even paid my rent? So, the gift a man can give you is limited by the knowledge he has. Yeah, I wrote something down here. I wanted to read it out. 
the true value of any gift is determined by the recipient and not by the giver. The true value of any gift is determined by the recipient and not the gift. Let me try to explain. Come on. Come on. What's your name? James. So when I come to church this morning and I see my brother James here, and I mean, he's a a good looking boy. I like him. <laughs> and I decide that next week I will buy him a three piece suit of 250,000. You're not saying men now. <laughs> and I actually get the suit and I give him. Or maybe since January, James has been asking God. For his shoe because he does not even have a shoe. Of course, when I give you the suit, you say thank you. I want you to say thank you. Just say thank you. Because that's the polite thing to do. But someone else uses 3500 to buy a good pair of shoes. And he brings it to James. You see, the excitement with which he will receive that shoe is different. So to me, I am giving a gift that is more valuable. But to him, the shoe was more valuable. And it, because how many people make this music? You use the juicy pass. Praise God. You know, I, I went to buy, around a time like this, some years back, I went with my sister, my younger sister, to buy gifts for my auntie's children. You know, when we, went, when we got to the store, I just went to the book section and I picked some nice student books. They are quite expensive. I believe they will be that expensive. Picked some nice books. Well, I, I used to like reading as a child, so I was like, this has to be the gift. And my sister simply went to the toy section and picked some cheap, cheap toys. And we are going. And in my heart, I was like, when we get there, these children will know the difference between uncle and auntie. <laughs> and, we, and we go to the house. I, I proudly presented my stacks of books. And the children, ah, thank you, uncle. Thank you, uncle. Say, so make sure you read your books. Thank you, uncle. And my sister brought her dog. She had not even placed it on the table. She was still bringing it out. These children screamed. If I did, they pushed my book to one side. <laughs> ah! I was embarrassed. But you see, it can only take someone that knows what you need to give you a good gift. It can only take someone that knows what you need 
to give him a good gift. And then you only take someone that knows you and knows you so well that he knows what you are likely to need to give you a great gift. Look, many words used to suffer this one. Sometimes it's like during your wedding, it's only plastic bowls used to suffer. The thing was funny when you are wrapping the gifts, man. When you are wrapping all those gifts. If you want it, like I said, that's open shop, they sell this place now. At that time, all of us in our head were just thinking, how is he going to bath baby? How is he going to cook in the house? How is so every gift you are getting is revolving around for someone else and take it to the future. And say, yeah, see this guy with three children. Three children. How many children want to be there? <laughs> Have you planned for the number of children? How many? Three. Good. Because I know I heard that number from somewhere. It wasn't from my. It didn't come from my. I, I know when I heard those people. Don't worry. Don't give you the desires of your heart. I see this guy with three children. And um, I see him driving them to school. I think he will need a bigger car than what he currently has. I don't know, I feel like I'm prophesying to you. Yeah. I should leave this matter, let me leave this matter. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Well, I don't know if you get my flow. Now, that can be a great gift. Hello. Well, it will take you. Because some, has someone ever asked you, what do you want? If someone that you know can afford it, they ask you, what do you even want for your baby? And you don't know what to say. It has happened to you. So it tells me that it takes someone that knows me even more than I know myself to give me a perfect gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift, it comes from where? God. Are you still following me this morning? This is said. What can I give? And he gave only Jesus. Then, friends, permit me to announce to you Jesus is the only thing you need. Are you still following me? Because the way we respond to the gift of God sometimes. It shows that we probably we, we are not even sure if he's ever we, we recite these things and it sounds so good when we are reciting it. But it is your response to the gifts that shows how much you believe in the giver. It's like we're not even sure he can do this thing. Or maybe we know he can do it, but I'm not sure he can do it this fast. Second Kings 7, verse 2. After Elijah said, but it's time tomorrow. God is going to end this famine that has happened for years. He's going to fix it so much 
eh, that the head of a car, you can buy it with a thing. And that man on whom the king lived said, Even if God will open the windows of heaven, might this be so? Can this happen? You know, it looks like that man is an unbeliever. But many of us have asked the worst questions. The man was not saying that God cannot do it though. He was saying, ah, ah, by this time tomorrow. Don't you know that when God wants to bless people, he will open the door of heaven. And that, that door is not even too large. He opens the door and pours out some blessing and closes it back. And you are now saying that by this time tomorrow, all these things that we have been as a public for years will just end like that. You see, even if today God decides to open those doors and windows in heaven and pour out the blessings at the same time, it will still not be sufficient to solve this matter by tomorrow. And Elijah got pissed off. Do you know the God I serve? Ask your neighbor, do you know the God I serve? Moses asked for a very, very called Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 8 to 10. Pharaoh called Moses and said, please, there are too many frogs in my house. Come and entreat God to remove these frogs. And Moses asked Pharaoh, what do you want God to do this? Please, what did Pharaoh say? He said, tomorrow. It was by his fault. He did not understand that God can do it. Now, now talk to your neighbor and ask him, when do you want your turn around? And what was the response? May the Lord grant you the desires of your heart in the name of Jesus. If God in his love sat down and said that Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave only Jesus. Then friends, Jesus is all you need. When I stand and tell you that Jesus is the greatest gift, I am not joking. I am a living testimony of a man that had nothing but Jesus. I was speaking to someone some months back and he said to me, he was just complaining. He said, see, forget this thing, all these things people are saying, grace, grace, my God's grace. See, nobody can make it in this country without connection. You must know somebody. <laughs> and I told the guy, before God and man, from the time I have been born till now, no tangible thing has happened in my life because of the connection I have. I am not joking. No tangible thing. And it's like God took it personal when I started making this statement. So when it feels like a man is trying to come in, God will tell me, no, leave his own. I have the one who will give you. 
and it has always worked for me. Jesus is all you need. And they asked me, why will you be telling them about Jesus? Also, that's about the little children I told you about when he started. Yeah? He came out to make money, it's food they want to eat. And you have already given them money, so why else do you want to tell them? Is it Jesus that going to eat? I said, yes. It's Jesus that eat. Because Jesus said, do not think about what you are going to eat or with what you will be clothed. He said, your heavenly father already knows about these things. But seek ye first, Matthew 6, 31 to 33, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. It is not a theory to me. Jesus alone is enough for any man. And this morning, I've come to tell you again. Okay, see why I did the time. That, uh, I keep to it. That Jesus is sufficient for you. Are you blessed? Can I stop here for now? Can I stop here for now? Are you blessed? Can we stand to our face to pray? Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? See, I know this one. Matchless love and beauty and this world. Who knows this song here? Nothing in this world will satisfy. Because Jesus, you are the God who can drive. Yes, she knows it. Please define my hand. Don't worry, I will help you. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty and this world. Nothing in this world would satisfy. Jesus, you are the God that will try. See your presence is heaven to me. See your presence, your presence. Is to me. God, who is like you, Lord, in all Much less love and beauty and less what? Should nothing in this world would satisfy. Jesus, you are the God that will come See your presence, your presence is
description. So it was like um, someone brought out soup. I was boiling the soup and said, I am going to boil you in the soup. Okay, so essentially, you know when they say you are in soup, I, I saw the picture. And that was the, the plan. I'm sure there's um, a plan like that for someone here. But um, I saw God rehearse that. So God feed you the soup instead. So God reverse that. As we say this morning, I want you to I want you to be sensitive in the spirit. Your own, I want. I 